0: Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. This is part three of our three-part series with Dr.
1: Barbara Oakley. Enjoy. Here is the great, completely useless insight from uh, cognitive psychology, and that is you're supposed to retrieve the information right before, just before you're about to forget it. Well, you know, good luck with figuring that out. I mean, <laughs> you know, for me, about the best I can do is sort of say, you know, I re- I retrieve it for a couple of days, it seems stuck in, then maybe, you know, wait a few days and then, you know, try it. It also relates to how long you want to remember it. Um, so, like, if you want to Have it in mind for a year. You're supposed to. It's like a a different pattern, pattern of spacing. But like a year would be like you'd want to make sure you've repeated it at least uh, three months out. You know. Um, So the longer you're expected to remember the information, the more you want to have spaced out repetitions. But I I, I kind of wonder about that you know insofar as my Russian because um, I'm I'm rusty with speaking but I, I can still understand pretty well what bugs me is like I'll be at some talk and they're introducing me it's all in Russian and you know and it's rusty so I'm, I'm you know I feel a little bit um, you know uncomfortable in speaking the language but they'll be talking they're like and she totally fluent in Russian. And I go, oh, you know, I, and I, I can't help but burst out. No, I'm not, you know, and then everybody starts laughing because obviously if I could understand what they were saying, I must. So for example, I lived in Boston when I was seven or near Boston when I was seven. And I apparently had like a really thick, you know, from the Boston area accent, but I only lived there one time like uh when I was uh, probably about um, seven to eight or you know something like that but I lived in Texas twice so that was when I was like um uh, five to or six to seven something like that and then again when I was uh, 10 to 12 or something around there but man that Texas accent really stuck with me so again you know, I can just, Really, really just, uh, and I get a, I get down to San Antonio and it just start and I, I'm like, stop that because people can be listening to me and thinking, you know, that I'm like mimicking them or something, but I just start. Yeah, but it's that spaced repetition, I, I think, that is why the, the Texas accent as opposed to the Massachusetts accent, it, you know, stuck well with me.
0: So I have a question because when you and I'm so enthralled by the the particulars on you know memory and hippocampal to neural cortex how do you see that sort of neuroscience procedure or you know action in our brains complement very when we talk about executive thinking or higher level cognitive processing right around for example, strategic thinking or problem solving, right? How do how do you see some of those foundational uh, neural cortical and, and hippocampal processes complement, you know, kind of the, the more executive functions that the thinking they have to do?
1: Yeah, you just gave me my in <laughs> so that I can speak about procedural learning. Yay. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so our declarative system of learning is through the hippocampus, and it's sort of like you're learn- what you learn when I'm speaking right now, or people are explaining something. That's how you learn it. Your procedural system, you're completely unconscious of, so you do not know. When you practice batting a ball, you don't know how you're learning to hit that ball. You think you do, but you, you're kind of not. It's kind of like, okay, arms, hit the ball. Uh, and and you do it, and then you look and see if it successfully went where you wanted it to go. And okay, you just got a little reward. Oh, I I hit it right, or you got a little negative. And no, I didn't. So it's like this learning arises from input. You know, you you're you're kind of telling it what to do, or it it gets this information, and then ah, was it right? So that procedural system is, um, that's the system that has been completely dismissed by much of education, yet it is just as important as uh, as the hippocampal declarative system. So asking people to learn without also using procedural learning is like asking a runner to run faster by only hopping on one leg. So so this procedural system is really important for managers because what it does is the input you give this system, it's not just learning how to hit a ball. It's learning things like, oh, this is how I can manage this person more effectively. And you get like hundreds and hundreds of different people you're managing. And it is a powerful um, pattern detector. So you may meet a new employee and you kind of go, there's something off about that person. And, you know, it may be that they're like overly, um, you know, uh, friendly or uh, uh, overly. positive about you. Oh, I love you. You know, I love your work. I love your, you know, you're so wonderful. And, you know, if you work around that person for a little bit, it, you know, or people like that, you begin to realize that that's actually a, a symptom of subclinical borderline personality disorder. They will place you on a pedestal. and But you're not really, sh- You you may not know any psychology whatsoever. You just know that there's something a little off about that person. And so, you know, it's that powerful procedural system, and it gives you an outcome, you know, that affects your conscious thinking, but you're not aware that you're being affected that way. You just know that there's something. And this this also is, of course, how biases arise. So, you know, um, stereotypes uh, and so forth, you know, it may have that person that you are meeting, um, you know, may be a perfectly fantastic employee, but your underlying biases, you think you're thinking logically, oh, no, I don't want this person, but actually there may be some um, underlying biases from your procedural system. So I, I think learning more about how to develop intuition by by guiding the inputs that you give your procedural system because it just learns from lots and lots of data. So Barbara, this has just been so interesting and amazing just as we think about wrapping up our discussion today are there any final words of advice that you would leave our listeners with especially in the life science corporate setting who are trying to take your nuggets of knowledge and and think about applying them into their day-to-day jobs and and ways of creating great learning for the people that they support in their organizations well i i can't help but just say that I think it's incredibly important to keep your eye on what's coming out, or, you know, for example, you know, from what you're putting out about new ways of learning, new ways of engaging. Um, there, there's some fantastic new material. It really isn't just the same old, same old. And, of course, in my own work, you know, if people would like to, to look that up, there, I have just lots of new and interesting insights and it's it's the gestalt of these kinds of ideas you know and and also the gestalt of a person's own framework how you know reframing it from i kind of already know how to do that and i don't need to know any more new information about learning because i've learned all my life into Wow, you've got a lot to learn, and you know. And I just so appreciate being on your show because you are doing that front line work. I think that is needed to help make people aware of these fantastic new breakthroughs.
0: Well, it's it's quite a compliment coming from from you and your background and experience. And it's it's going to be a journey by all means continued. And looking forward to again keeping up with the literature, what's new, what's exciting, and really converting to that spaced, interleaved solution that not only do we know is rooted in neuroscience, but it complements our learners' busy, hectic schedules. It's been really exciting to listen and learn from you today.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and I just wish you and our audience the happiest of learning. Thank you for listening to this
0: episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Krista Gerhard. And I'm Karen Foster. And we'll see you next time.